boy, we are four games into the Stanley Cup Finals. We've had two blowouts, two overtime games. We have coaches being hired and fired. We have awards being being won. So much has gone on in the last week since we last recorded uh, around the, in the NHL world. Welcome everybody in the box, Thomas and Walt. I mean, well, let's. I mean, let's just jump into it here before we get before we talk about the game that was played last night. Which, as we're if you're listening to this now, we're recorded we're recording this a day after Game Four between Tampa and Colorado. Um, lots of con- lots of controversy. Well, I guess not lots, but I mean some controversy surrounding the game winning goal. You know, over time, but I mean, eh. <laughs> so here here's like I feel. Too many men on the ice is kind of the most. It's not debatable. The, my problem with too many men on the ice is if somebody's clearly heading off to the bench, and maybe they just didn't stride into it deep fast enough to get off, but it's clearly like they're not trying to participate in the play. But you know, it's just an extra step. And and from replays that I saw, that's kind of what it just looked like—a little bit of a slow gallop to the bench. Yeah, that wasn't nobody was trying to stay into the play. I don't really think it should be called. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get into it as well because I mean, it's it's kind of funny how you know a lot of you. I saw a lot of stills of of that, and there's a few things I noticed from from some things I I saw. So we'll get into that momentarily. But first, a little bit of business to take care of from around the NHL world. Uh, the NHL awards ceremony was well two nights ago. Yep. Um, held in, in Tampa. Uh, now, leading up to it, the NHL, they announced some other awards to Jack Adams, the Selkie. Um, you know, th- those awards or a few of those other awards were announced ahead of time. They slowly announced them. And they saved the, the major awards, the uh, MVP, Norris, Vesna, Calder. Uh, they they Hold off on all of those for the the NHL awards ceremony that usually takes place when the season is over. And you usually have a big what to do in Vegas, and it's a huge thing, and it's just great. It's just wonderful two and a, two and a half to three hour program of just cringiness yeah. of uh, make of having a lot of people doing things that are extremely out of their comfort zone. Yep, <laughs> a very good way of putting it. And and mixing and mashing different celebrities and and uh, artists and you know you get the people who clearly have maybe who've never watched hockey game in their life but they just agreed to do this for a paycheck you know or whatever. Um, so we didn't we didn't have that we didn't have that this year. Uh, it was you know it was a little it was scaled down and a little bit more enjoyable from what I understand. I still didn't watch it, so I didn't either. I, I just kind of I got the updates on the phone as awards as awards were were announced. Um, no real surprises with either of those. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Norris Trophy goes to Kale McCarr, his first of you know he's it's first of his career, and you got to figure he's going to get at least two or three more of those. Yeah, before it's all said and done. Um, and and the, that and that was probably the tightest race of of all the awards. I agree. I agree. I'd love to, I'd love to give you something to argue with there, but I completely agree. As you know, you had, had Roman, Roman Yossi was kind of right there with him. Um, the, you know, but Hey, Kel McCarr, well-deserved 
uh, one of the best defensemen in the game right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of defensemen, uh, Mo Sider, Detroit Red Wing uh, rookie defenseman who, you know, he wins the Calder and, and uh, which I mean, it wasn't close again. Like, like he won that definitively. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to know why I would love to know the people who decided to vote Jeremy Swayman ahead of Mo Sider. <laughs> love to know that and the reasoning for that there. Um, well, it's not that he had a bad season. It's not that he had a bad season, but come on. I mean, it's like, okay, clearly it's, you know, some Boston people. Well, there's some, that. But I mean, and and also, you know, Lucas Raymond, he had one first place vote and it's like, okay, that's, you know, it's like when stuff like that, you see stuff like that, it's like, you don't, you don't, clearly somebody just did that because, you know, they're not voting for the act. They, they weren't voting for the true rookie of the year. They were just kind of like, well, this guy, he deserves a mission because this guy's going to win, but he deserves it's It's that stuff. And, you know, it's the same thing with the whole, well, since Babe Ruth didn't get a unanimous vote in the Hall of Fame, nobody should. And you and so you always have that one baseball writer who, well, well I'm not going to vote for him because everyone else did. And I you know he does. It's like, come on. Yeah, no, stop, that's stop, stop with the stupidity. Like it's just you know it's dumb. That's that is true. I I I do find that to be dumb. But I I don't know. Do you, do you want to make the argument that I mean, if somebody I listen to the argument of Raymond because let's face it, I, I, I is it, and and I'm not doing this on purpose. I swear. But look at how good of a season that Mantha Mantha had. Or um, that Larkin had. I said Mantha. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> switching out, switching out. You know, um, yeah. Mantha for for Raymond, and you know, is is his comeback? I mean, maybe somebody says, well, you know, what kind of chicken and the egg thing there was Larkin good because Raymond was there, or did did Raymond really help out Larkin become better and round into form? And a little bit of both. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, when, when you have a player like Larkin who had what 25 points in 40 games last year before he got hurt and missed yeah. the rest of the year. And, and he comes back being a pl- plus point per game player. And you look at, you know, his rookie winger, you know, I can, I can hear that argument. I mean, yeah, I mean the, the well, like I want, I, I, yeah, I, I like, I like, well, I enjoy the devil's advocate game and that's basically that's what right. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's it's that's like, all I'm doing there. Like, to, to me, we got to a point in like in February, once in February, I was, it was like, it's, it's, it's most, it's most cider. Yeah. You know, it's most cider is going to be rookie of the year unless Zegris or, or, um or Lucas Raymond just went on a tear and they scored 50 goals. Yeah, you know, forty or fifty goals in a rookie year, then okay, then I could like okay, yeah, well, yeah, Cider had got it. I I would understand Cider not winning it, but I mean, you know, Zegers, Raymond, you know, they 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 kind of they hit the rookie wall. Yeah, you know, which which Cider never really did. No, he he never really did, and and you brought up the the thing that scared me about Zegers and and. I don't know if you brought this up tongue in cheek or were dead serious about it, but the thing with Zegers that really did scare me is the flash. You know, oh, no, it was hundred percent. No, that was that was like dead serious. There, it, I mean, it's, was, it's the, fl- it's the so flash. Many, yeah, there was so much highlight stuff that he did that I was worried that that was going to be a a vote a way to steal some votes, and, and yeah. luckily it was not. 
Luckily, no, I, mean, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Most Sider, he had highlights of his own. You know, I mean, you go go on YouTube, type in uh, sure. most Sider highlights, and he, you know, he he. And it's not the exciting dangles and and the in the Michigan 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 plays Zegers as. It's the teeth rattling, hard hits. I mean, Mord Sider, he plays pissed off. Yeah, the reverse head. That was he, prof- he was a professional with the reverse he, he's, he's got a bit of Chris Pronger in him. Yeah. You know, he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Chris Pronger, just that just that nasty. I'm not going to take anybody's anybody's crap. And, oh, and also, you know, he had 50 points. I know that's you it know, is so and, easy to forget <laughs> that too, and only you, minus nine on a team that was minus 70. Right. You know, and, and, it, and it's like if if that's gonna if if his floor if that's his floor for for offensive per output, look out. Yeah. Right. You know, look, look the hell out. So I mean. More insider and and it was and it was um the end like so the day he won to Norris I'm not Norris get ahead of myself here so I just I just I just uh let my Kevin Lau show there yeah uh, right <laughs> the day he won the Calder was um was three years to the day where he was drafted by the Red Wings yeah that oh that's it's crazy how that stuff worked out. I mean, that's yeah. that's what the COVID scheduling did to to yeah. the <laughs> get things offline, if you will. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah, it's you know, Steve Eisman, man, what an idiot he was for taking that for taking cider six. Yeah. Year when when you had all those other players who were available that were clearly better and are clearly better. And Steve Eisman, like I I just remember that yeah. whole, you know, everybody freaking out. I'm like, well, like, number one, can can we do this thing where it's like, let's wait and see? No, <laughs> no, because it's let's, we're we're in hot we're in hot take world now, and so you you that that isn't that isn't a luxury that we get anymore. Everything's judged. Everybody's judged immediately. Um, okay. and there's no there's no ability to let some anything play out. You know, I mean, I mean, I'll grant it. Yeah, now here's that 2019 draft. It could go down in legend as, as, as a 2003 draft has gone down is because the, because Morton Sider went six, um, and after him you had Dylan Cousins went seventh to Buffalo, who looks like he's going to be a player. Philip Broberg, who is who's finally going to get a shot in Edmonton, I think this year to to really grow. Trevor Zegers went ninth, and he was a finalist for the Calder. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Boldy went 12th to Minnesota and he, he had a, he really had a breakout, um, year when he got caught up with the wild Spencer Knight in, with Florida, who, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with him because he, I think he's going to, he's going to be a damn good goalie. Now, whether it's the Panthers or someone else, we'll see. Right. Uh, Cam York went 14th to Philly. Cole, Cole Caulfield, 15th to Montreal. Alex Newhook, 16th to Colorado. Peyton Krebs went 17th to Vegas, and he was instrumental in that in that Eichel deal. Now he's in Buffalo. Yep. And he's looking like he, he's going to be a player. So, I mean, there are some very good players that went after him, but... Did you even say Bo Byram at four? Bo, yeah, Bo, By- Bo Byram went fourth. Yeah, Alex Turcott, fifth to L.A., right, right ahead of him. I mean, Kirby Doc... It went number three to Chicago, and Cock. It was Hughes one to the uh, Devils, and Cockle two to the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, 
just in the first 15 picks, well, first t- top 20 picks, you have a lot of guys who already are already establishing themselves of NHLers. But I mean, <laughs> more insider, he, he was the one that was kind of like kind of the out there pick, but he, he has a Calder. Yeah. Somebody, somebody did uh, some went back and looked at some mock drafts of where roughly looked at three different mock drafts of where Cider was going. And I think the the three had him at 13, 15 and 21. So goes to show you how, how well done that, that pick was how, how smart he looks now and why, you know, people look at mocks and they see a, and then B happens and they think that the, the person making the pick is wrong. And it just was not the case at all. Yeah, it's 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 crazy what happens, right? Like, huh? He kind of oh, he knows what he's doing. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's quite exciting, quite exciting indeed. Um, speaking speaking of uh, drafting, um, and and the and and another huge shock, um, the Vezin Trophy goes to Igor Shosturkin. I know that was a huge huge shocker right there. Yeah, um, right. Again, I think that he Shosturkin had this wrapped up in February. Probably you know, with, with the way with his play and, you know, it, and it was clear, you know, um, one of the metrics, you know, cause you know, we're, we're all in the, the analytics and everything, but one of, one of the metrics for Shesterkin it it had, um, like basically he, he was responsible for, for 10, for 10 Rangers wins where you can look at their 10 games for the Rangers this year, where Shesterkin was the reason they won. So to break that down, that's 20 points. Yeah. He's responsible for. You it's hard to doubt. And it's and and he had 38 quality starts for the Rangers this year, which what, again what is, so he pitched five he pitched six innings and only gave up three runs. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> like so, so so I mean, there you go right there. You know, that, right. that's, that's how, when, I mean, you, you want to know how important a goalie is now UC Soros would have, I think UC Soros wins, wins the Vesna any other year. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, if it wasn't for Shesterkin, Soros would have, would have won it hands down mm-hmm. because, because I mean, what we saw what the predators were like without UC Soros. Yeah. They didn't have, didn't really provide much resistance to Colorado, although we're basically looking <laughs> It's going to end up being that nobody really ended up providing any resistance to Colorado by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the St. Louis Blues may have put up the biggest fight um, so far, and even um, that took a shocking comeback to even get it to yeah, four. Right? Yeah, a comeback oh. that almost a comeback that almost wasn't. Yeah, you know. Um. So Shesterkin, congratulations on winning his first of what I'm assuming is going to be more than one Vesna. In his in his career, because you know he's proven to be pretty good. Yep. You know. Um, now for for the big trophy, the Hart Trophy, Austin Matthews wins the Hart and the Ted Lindsay. Um, he wins the the Hart Trophy as league as league MVP. The Ted Lindsay as MVP as voted on by the players. So this it's was wasn't. I, I I saw a lot of people online like complaining about it. And all, it's all this Toronto, the Toronto bias, Toronto bias, blah blah blah. It's for Matthews. It's like, and people are like, they always have a bias to Toronto players. I'm like, the last Toronto Maple Leaf that won MVP was the, his pictures in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, not, not to go too, 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 you know, heavy with it, but, you know, black people weren't allowed to vote <laughs> in this country. So I'm like, ah, let's, you know, it was, that was a while ago. It's a long time ago, but not a long time ago in certain sense. Right. But like, it's, you know, it's, it's not like there's been a string of Maple Leaf players who just being collecting MVPs and awards every year. Well, and, it, and, and the fact that the tech, all the other players, his peers were like, yeah, it's Austin Matthews. He's MVP. Right. That's the very clear, <laughs> clear cut. Like, yeah, this, this is what he's thought. This is what he's thought around the league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, what, it, what, what's really good about it is that I, I really think that they did a nice job with, in the sense of really identifying what, what an MVP award should be. It's not always the best player because I don't know if Connor McDavid would ever not win this award. Um, Just like really almost, you know, for, for probably 12 years in the NBA, LeBron could have won it every year. But I really think that if, I mean, if you take Matthews off the Maple Leafs, and this is kind of the way I like to think of the MVP award, the most valuable player is, you know, you take him off the team and how good, where would that team be? And I think it's pretty clear that if, if you drop, if, if you lose Matthews as your, as your C1 and you, okay, sure. You can say, well, then Tavares would take over, but okay, fine. But then the, the rest of the depth at center for that team would be just nothing. Um, you know, comp might be playing second line minutes, you know, they're redoing the whole roster, you know, the, he made Michael Bunting a, a Calder finalist with, by playing on his wing, um, I, I'm not saying that Marner would go in the toilet without Matthews, but I, I mean, it's just, yeah, he would still, it, Marner would still be good, but yeah, it's, I mean, he's an integral part and now, and now the, the, the hard trophy voting, it was, it was Matthews one, Shesterkin two, McDavid three. And, and you can say that about all three of those players. You take any one of those players off, off the, off the respective teams. Yeah. I mean, hell, we just, I, we just, I just brought up that it, Shesterkin was responsible for, for, for the Rangers 20 points, you know, and with those 20 points, all of a sudden, you know, that it's, we have a legitimate playoff race in yeah. the East, you know, for sure. For sure. And then, I mean, and then with the players and with Ted Lindsay and the Ted Lindsay award and Yossi going second, I don't really have a big problem with that either because he's, he was the, the pot that, or the, you know, he stirred the drink on both offensively and defensively. Yeah. For Roman was really one of those defensemen that's really good defensively. Oh, by the way, he just happened to score a hundred points too. So, or damn near. So, I mean, yeah, that's, Roman Yossi deserves to be in the conversation this year as well. And I was glad that, that he got that acknowledgement from his peers as well. And Connor McDavid's going to have plenty of opportunities to win more MVPs, but, and here's the thing. I don't think Connor McDavid cares about that stuff right now because he's won an MVP before. Sure. I think, I think Connor McDavid, the next MVP Connor McDavid wants is a con Smythe because that'll mean 100. he wins the big trophy. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I think that's where his head is now. And I think that's where Austin Matthews head, head will be um, going forward now. Like, okay, this is cool, but yeah. you know, I want, I want, I want the big guy. All right. So mo- kind Please of round. Yeah. Kind of tra- moving on from, from the awards to uh, the coaching carousel that is the NHL. Um, 
Andrew Burnett, the Florida Panthers, uh, he was tagged as an interim head coach for Florida Panthers. He took over after um, Joe Quinville stepped down slash fire, whatever, for his handling or non-handling of everything that went on in Chicago with Kyle Beach. Um, so he took over the team. They were undefeated at the time. And then I think they were, what, 7-0? and It was early in the season. Yep. And then he just led him to a president's trophy, best record in franchise history. Um, we'll see you later. We're going to hire a diff- we're going to hire someone else. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, well, it's it, that's what a lack of postseason success will do to you. It'll get uh, you it'll get you cut real fast. Yeah, they they bring in Paul Maurice, who uh, stepped down. <laughs> who stepped down last season with the jets because of, because clearly he saw the writing on the wall with that team. And he's like, you know what? Gonna just go ahead and, Oh, there's some life rafts over there. Yep. I'm just going to jump on that. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Ignore me. Look over there. I'm going to get off. Wow. This shit. Which, which was weird because I mean, I don't know that team wasn't that it, it just seemed like there were so many bodies going in and out of the lineup. That's what really hurt. Yeah, and I mean, Paul Maurice himself said when he stepped out with the Jets that he felt maybe it was just time for a new voice there because the message wasn't getting delivered or something. I mean, you know, I don't know. I feel like you you let the let the GM tell you that and you keep coaching, but that's neither here nor there. Or, I mean, or you, I mean, or he or he just wanted a he wanted to change the scenery and he did it about kind of a polite way of doing it. It's just kind of putting it on yourself. So, and you get one hell of a change of scenery, huh? Go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From Winnipeg to Florida. I mean, that's, that's... I, I think, I really think that if the, if the Panthers have a better show, even, even if they don't beat, but just have a better showing against Tampa, Andrew Burnett they may look, keep that job. They, they, they do more than score three goals. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the, their lack of, and, and really, Brunette didn't really change their power play much. No. and Because I just remember watching that series and, like, kind of Eddie Olchek kind of beating his head against the wall saying, why are, you know, they're not really doing anything different. They're not really doing anything different. They need to try to change things here. And by the time they did, it was it was too late. It was late in game four. It, it didn't, it, you know, it didn't matter because it wasn't going to matter at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, we shall see what happens with uh... – uh, Paul Maurice taking over as a as a the Florida Panthers. I mean, hey, he walks into a very good situation. Paul Maurice does. It's a very good. It's a very good hockey club. Yep. You know now it's now it it's got to figure out what you're going to do in net. Um, it's from what's the rumor mill out there is that the Panthers they're willing to eat half of Bobrovsky's contract in a trade. They're they're willing to eat half the money, but. You know, that's still five and a half, five and a half million dollars for a team to take on Bobrovsky for the next, I think after next season, be four years left, remain on a contract. That's a, it's a long time and a lot of dough committed to a goalie who. Well, the, see, the five is million isn't, though. No. The five million does make that very. But, well, well the five, but the, the length, though. Team, teams are, will still be a little sketchy to, to take on a length of the contract. Now you might get a team that says, "Hey, you know what? We'll run, we'll run it if if we if if we just win one cup with them and it's and and then we're inside our cap hell because of it, but we win a cup, yeah, cap be damned." Yeah, but it, see, that's the thing. If if I don't know if a five million dollar, I mean, remember Jonathan Quick's making five five and a half, and that's going to probably end up not being very good 
the whole way through. So I do think that, that if, if, if they can get that kind of split, if they really do keep five and get rid of five, they, they got to, they kind of have a chance there that, 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 that deal becomes much more. Okay. Taking him out at five versus taking him out at 10 is obviously a far, uh, far easier pill to swallow. Well, we, 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 we shall see what happens there, or maybe, you know, the trade Spencer, I don't know, you know, the Florida Panthers, they don't have a first or second round pick this year. They don't have a first round pick next year or in 2024. Hmm. Well, when you're in wind out out mode, those draft picks really, I mean, you want them and you need to build your roster, but you're also going to, you know, there's so much shuffling that happens at draft picks and teams that want to move up and you can turn a second into three thirds somehow. So you're right that they don't have it now, but you will, we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah. We'll see what happens going forward with those guys. Um, the Jay Woodcroft interim head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He took over for Oilers in February. Then all of a sudden the goaltending got better. The team got better. They went on a bit of a run. They also added Evander Kane during that stretch. And Evander Kane was one of the high, one of the best players in the league at really from the time he joined the Oilers until they got knocked out of the playoffs. He was, he was, he was one of the highest scoring scoring players in the yep. NHL. Uh, Woodcraft. They remove the interim tag from him and they sign him as they come the head coach for the Edmonton Oilers going forward, which I think, yeah, good decision. Yeah, I agree. Like, the players clearly seem to respond to him and they like him. Uh, they had and you know, got him to a conference final. Yeah, you know, for, you know, that their deepest playoff run they've had they had since 2006 for Edmonton. And you know, Oilers. That's that's a team where there there's going to be some shuffling of the roster and everything. Some decisions have to be made about about some players, or especially, you know, and net. Well, and and, and like you said, Kate, uh, with Kane too. What are they going to do? I mean, are they going to bring him back? He's obviously going to be do a raise, but you've got two guys that are making pretty good money there in terms of. Uh, with McK- with McDavid and Drysaddle, so how much can you afford, and how much is he willing to take? Although I also feel like, given that he was a model citizen and he may have been on his last chance, maybe signing a two-year deal with lesser money to stay in a place and reestablish your reputation might be worth it to to Evander. Yeah, yeah, we we shall see going forward with that. Also, um, the Philadelphia Flyers they hired John Tortorella as their new head coach. Um, Twenty bucks if he doesn't make it through the season. I, or it's, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you what's going to happen. Well, I'm betting $20 just to make it through the season. <laughs> it's, so it's going to be his, it's going to be, it's going to be a recreation of a Tortorella in Vancouver then? I was thinking, yeah. And, but this is, it's, it's actually going to be a little bit more very Merrill's where it says last job and he, the, and this will be it. Remember how Barry Melrose had that, what was it, 14, 18 game stretch? I don't remember what was it. Tampa, was it yeah. LA? Was it, it was Tampa. Tampa? It was Tampa, yeah. And and uh, because he disagreed with the GM about um bringing up Steve Stamkos. Yeah, well, how, okay. Well, I clearly that worked out. So yeah, I would I would definitely uh I don't know. I just have this feeling that that's it's just not gonna work. 
Yeah, it, it'll be entertaining. I think it's going to be entertaining regardless. While oh yeah, while he's there, it'll definitely no doubt. While while it's there, it'll definitely be entertaining, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, the Dallas Stars they hire Pete DeBoer as their head coach. It's going to be interesting. You're going to uh, Pete DeBoer. He was let go from the Vegas Golden Knights earlier. Well, last, last seat after at the conclusion of this season, he takes over for the for the Dallas Stars after uh, Rick Bonus. He stepped down. Well, until he stepped down. And the Dallas, that's, you know, you got some players there. Uh, Jake Ottinger looks like, look, looks like he can be the real deal there. Um, but you, the Dallas Stars, they're one of those teams, they're, they're weird to me because it's, they have some young players, but they have a lot of older players. And well, well with them, and, and, you know, you, you they both had, and, and you bring this up and you always kind of remind me of this. Um, both Ben and Sagan both had some pretty severe injuries that do normally take a while to come back yeah. from, but they really, really need those two to, to come back and, and get to their, their kind of typical form because that's, you know, it's been a one line team in Dallas. Yeah. Like what was it? 40. I remember watching a game late in the year and 47% of the goals came from that Robinson, uh, Robertson, Pavolsky hints line. I yeah. think were the three up, up yeah. top they have to find some more some more depth and balance in their scoring and and, and it's got it and they have the guys with in terms of with it being Sagan and and bad but just they got to come through at the end of the day that's it they just got to come through and actually make those and be better yeah and, and score score more which you know i i think you actually did a, a thing where you kind of showed a, a before and after midway point and I think it was Sagan whose numbers were starting to really pick up in the second half of the year. So there's hope there, but they desperately need those two guys to score more, to, to be more offensive minded. Yeah. Um, and one player who's going to be real happy about uh, Pete DeBoer taking over is Joe Pavelski. Cause Pete DeBoer, he, he emphasizes shots from the point and Joe Pavelski, he loves to, he, he tips those pucks and get those, he can get those rebounds. Yeah. So Joe Pavelski, uh, look, look for him to score another 30 um, this year yeah. with, uh, with Pete DeBoer behind the bench. Uh, now, Pete DeBoer's former team, the Vegas Golden Knights, who have showed an infinite amount of patience with their head coaches in their history. I mean, you know, they've only had two in their history, you know. The, you know, the long history of the Vegas Golden Knights. So they hire Bruce Cassidy for the third, for only the third head coach in franchise history, which is, which is nuts. When, you know, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, three coaches, it's the third coach in four years. I mean, four years ago this time, yeah, it was it's... Gerard Gallant was, was trying, you know, celebrating taking the team to the finals. And now they're, his, they've replaced them and they've replaced the replacement. Yeah. That's, that's a weird franchise. There are weird things in that franchise. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what goes on there. I don't think anyone does, but uh, Bruce Cassidy, who was, you know, he was let go kind of surprisingly by the Boston Bruins. Um, and it came out recently that during the exit interviews, the Boston Bruins saw Bruce Cassidy like, no, you're fine. Your job is safe. I wonder if, I'd be interested in knowing the order that they did the exit interview because was the intent actually in the plan to keep them. And then all the players bitched about them. And that's what, that's what sprung for the, the firing. So I would imagine they talk, they would talk to all of those, everybody. Right. But I, I what First, I'm saying is like, yeah. 
like if if the first person to meet with ownership as an exit meeting was Cassidy, the owner had no intention of firing him. And then after Cassidy's exit interview, all the players come in for their exit interviews. And it's one after the other's like, Bruce has got to go. Bruce has got to go. Bruce has got to go. And nobody, you know, nobody higher than Bruce knew that. Maybe that's, maybe that's how that happens. But I agree that it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Vegas, they're, they're just a weird franchise. Yeah. But you know, he, but Hey, Cassidy, he gets to, he gets to deal with that fun thing now. I mean, Bobby will know he will be employed for the next two years and two years only. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights they finally traded Dadnoff. I think. Yep. I think. I don't know. It's no. It hasn't come back yet. So uh. it is not. <laughs> they now have a, a a Shea Weber contract that they can put on long term IR, which also tells you that Shea Weber' career on the ice is officially over. Yeah, I mean, I I can't wait to see Shea Weber. And a Vegas Golden Knights uh, uniform. It's going to be stop so it. It's going to be great. Stop it. Get a Shea Weber jersey to go with my Chris Pronger and Pavel Datsuk Coyotes jersey. I tell you what, if 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 Shea, if Shea Weber were to ever suit up for the Vegas Golden Knights, with the way that their cap situation is, they'd probably only have twelve skaters that game. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's kind of funny because because after that trade went through the Anaheim Ducks under under Twitter account. They responded to it. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I did see something about that. That that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, because I mean, f- famously at the trade deadline, Dadnoff was traded to the Ducks for Ryan Kessler, who also you know his short-lived career as a Golden Knight, and then yeah. the trade was taken back because Dadnoff didn't didn't sign off on his no trade to that and the golden knights didn't look in didn't look into the fact that dad enough had a no trade so yeah which is just hilarious because i just don't understand how you don't i mean isn't that like rule one okay who can we not trade him to i mean i mean (laughs) again just weird things going on with that franchise that's true the way they handled the way they were with flurry there's the list is long the list is long with that franchise yeah all right so now we got that out of the way. Let's get to it. Let's we, get let's, no before we do that. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that. But do you at all find two things that I, I do find a little weird? One, still no wings coach, which leads me to think that he's probably coach, he's probably on the bench next to John Cooper right now. Yep. Well, not right now, but last night, 24 hours ago and 24 hours from now, now. Yeah. Is is that. But then also all retreads. Yeah. You find that at all weird? I mean, so many of the other leagues, the the coach is the next guy or, or name you've never heard of because they're trying to find the next guy, the next guy that's going to be at a place, the next John Cooper. You know, well, I, I, next, th- I think I think the wings would probably be that. I mean, well, the wings will, but well, but well, Croft, five, well, Will Croft, he wasn't really, he was not a retread. That, okay. I mean, he he was one that kind of came up, but then you go with. with him. But to go to with, with Tortorella and Maurice and um, uh, uh, DeBoer and uh, Tortorella, Maurice, DeBoer, and Cassidy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, these guys all had a job within the last year, have been fired in the last year, and now you're rehiring them elsewhere. Well, I think the one that well, Cassidy, I think that's one that came kind of that was more that was more shocking than anything. And I, you know, he's a good coach, and that's a guy who like you get a chance to get him, you're probably gonna go get him. But but also, yeah. I mean, you look look at all the teams that are that that 
that have hired new coaches. Well, not new coaches, but new coaches, but that 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 aren't that are but aren't very new. Um, they all 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 those teams. I was with the exception of the Dallas Stars because Rick, Rick Bonus decided to step down. But the exception of the Dallas Stars, all those teams fell well below fell below their expectations on what they wanted for the season. True. You know, the, the Philadelphia Flyers were in free fall mode from, from the jump. Now, granted, some big injuries played played a big role in that for them. Huge role in that. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, kind of the same thing. Injuries really kind of sank them. The Florida Panthers, you know, they win the President's Trophy. They get to the second round, and they get dummied by the Lightning again. And as you, you know, quickly like to say, and are right about, I mean, if Garrett Hathaway hits an empty net, and now you go down 3-1, do they yeah, you're out down 3-1. Yeah, you're not even out of first round. Yeah, you're out. So, again... You know, just so I, I think it's and the Boston and the Boston Bruins. I mean, well, they didn't hire a new coach, but at the same time, they're kind of like, you know, there's a lot of questions with the Boston Bruins, which we'll we'll get into on another show, yeah, because uh, the Boston Bruins do have a ton of questions that are gonna that are gonna come their way. Yep. So that, that I did. I, okay. Now you can go on. Cause I did want to ask you that so, your thoughts on. So, so that, that's why I think it's kind of like that with, with those scenes. Cause like they, they have an expectation and you know, they're not in a spot where, you know, the wings are where the wings can go. All right, we'll go with the new up and coming yeah. coach. Well, and, and you know, it is just so weird with like okay. we say coaching in the NHL is just so weird because again, can Sure, maybe Boston didn't, didn't get as far as they wanted, but Cassidy had success. You know, Tortorella, you know, I mean, did he maybe almost single-handedly start this lightning run by killing him? Uh, well, <laughs> I, you know, he did. Probably. He, I mean, you probably did. I mean, honestly, it's, yeah. I mean, he took credit earlier in a yeah. tweet saying that, yeah. you know, he owned it like We're, it was him. But I mean, yeah, they but, because they, they, the Blue Jackets pushed the lightning around and, and just – Ran them out, ran them out of the building, and they made the they made some adjustments that off season and into that season, and now you know they they you know they hadn't lost a series. Yeah, <laughs> you know they hadn't lost three. You know they they had they hadn't really yeah they hadn't lost a series since then. So so yeah, it's yeah. I mean we we, we shall see what happens. Yeah, um, definitely. Oh, just pivoting to the Tampa Lightning here. Uh, Stanley Cup final started. We got game one. Now, game one, it 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 looked like the way it started. It looked like it was going to be it was going to be Colorado just going to win that game seven seven nothing in yep. game one. Um, you know they they scored. They, I mean they scored two quick goals. You know less than less than two minutes apart. You know Nick Paul scores to get it within one, and then almost immediately. Lekin and scores is three to one. And it just felt like it was going to be, it was going to be one of those Colorado games. Lightning settled down. They, they, they tie it up in a second. We go to overtime and Burakowski wins it in overtime for the Avs. Now, again, in that game, I mean, Vasilevsky was a star for lightning in that game. He was Vasilevsky was the sole reason why that why that was that game was four three overtime Colorado win and not ten three regulation. Right. 
because because Colorado, they were all over the lightning. The lightning couldn't really generate a whole lot. Even once the light, once the lightning tied it in the third period, Colorado just took over that third period in overtime. It was just an assault on the lightning. And the yeah. lightning couldn't really, they never got anything going. That continued in the game too, where I didn't I wasn't able to watch this game as close as I was able to watch game one because I was at work. But I I swear every time I looked up at at, at a TV, the the avalanche were scoring a goal. That's only because every time you looked up at a TV, the Avalanche had just scored a goal. Yeah, was, I mean, that's the exact like, reason oh, why. It's that one nothing. Oh, it's two. It's three. Okay. Oh, it's four. It's five. Yeah. Six. Seven. I mean, it, <laughs> and it, it, is it possible that a seven nothing game could could not even be that close? Because I mean, that that was really a situation there. I mean, well, shots were thirty. Shots were thirty to sixteen. Yeah. I mean, Kemper had to make 16 saves. And I mean, I would love like how many, how many quality (laughs) scoring chances, high danger chances of of those 16 shots were there. Well, and, and then the other thing is, is Colorado with, you know, the power play. I mean, they, they started with a power play goal. They had a power play goal in game one. It's, You know, the story of this entire thing is four. Yeah, they're two for four in that game. And the Lightning were 0 for three and gave up a shorthanded goal. Which, again, I mean, individually, none of it matters. But when you kind of just look at the season as a whole or the series as a whole, and you just look at Colorado's power play versus Tampa's, I mean, it's almost where this whole thing comes down to. (sighs) Yeah. So the the, the Avsic and commanding 2 0 lead and People were wondering, like, ah, oh, this thing, because this thing be over and be over quick. And it's like, ah, oh, well, it's the lightning. We're not, you know, you, you, you can't can't dis- discount Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, they've been here before. Yeah. You know, this is your third in a row. And then game two, Landeslog on the power play, one nothing. It's I mean, sorry, game three, Landeslog goes on the power play, one nothing. It's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Here we After go. After a goal gets disallowed yeah. by three inches. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, if it looked like, like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. And then Sorelli scores a, a weird kind of a weird kind of goal. And then just, you know, a, a minute later, P- Palat scores. It's two one. And then you no know, Paul scores er- early in the second to make it three to one. Then again, on a power play, Lance Hogg on the power play, he scores and it's three, two. And it's like, Ooh, you know, here, here we go. Here's our tight game. And then the lightning really opened it up. Stamkos, Maroon, and then Corey Perry scored. They get six. And even though, you know, it's six, two, they, the lightning went at one at six, two, but that wasn't a, that, that didn't feel like a dominating six, two win. No, it, it, cause, and it didn't feel that way because it wasn't. <laughs> because I kept I, mean, I kept waiting because I'm like if if Colorado gets three they're gonna get four, right? You know, and if they get four, you know they get four, yeah. and and yeah. if they they get a power play, <laughs> yeah, it was you know, they're gonna was, get five, and if they get five, it's they're gonna get six. <laughs> they um, Vasilevsky did a really nice job shutting them down. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, uh, was 39 33 in favor of the ass over the lightning. Also, the lightning were one for six on a power play, lightning and as were two for four. The, the other thing was after the goal to make it after Perry's goal on the power play at, at 1458, they, they only took one 
I'm sorry. They only took two penalties the rest of the game. One was the Kalorn slash. Yeah. Um, right after that, um, that they were able to kill off, which could have got them back in the game to yeah. your point, could have made it six to three. Um, but then they had a too many men call, but that was already late in the, the game. So, and before all the, the, the brush up happened at the 1748 mark. So I, I just, I just bring that up to say that that was very important for Tampa to, to stay out of the box and play five aside so that they can hang on to that lead. Yeah. And, and no Colorado, I think was still the better team. Once that lead was in place, it was, e- it was more manageable for them to hang on to after the, after they, they took the, the four goal lead. Yeah, so so here we go. We have two back to back blowouts and one overtime game in game one, yep. and it's kind of like, well, what is this series going to be? Again, and 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 an overtime game that didn't feel close at all, right. ever. <laughs> and uh, so we get the we get to the game last night, which we watched together. We went to a, a local establishment, and I'm not going to give a shout out because they're not giving us money. Okay, fair. <laughs> they serve fair. wings. Okay. Well, not yet. <laughs> Narrow that you, may down. Been, you may have been an employee there. Yeah. I tell you what, man, I didn't feel right this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. if it was a sandwich or the. I'm, I'm thinking it was probably the sandwich. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not like, not like food poison or anything, but just kind of like my, 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 my body was like, yeah, it's just no, something you haven't been in a long time, and that's yeah. It's like, dude, what, what, what are you doing there? You went. I, I went too heavy. I should have just got a wrap. I should have got a wrap or just got wings. Yeah, but then I would have made fun of you. So you did. You did yeah. fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I enjoy myself though. Enjoy myself though. Yeah, that me too. Absolutely. But yeah, so uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, they and they come right out. Thirty six seconds in, Sorelli scores. Mm-hmm. Um. So scores immediately on on a play where you know Kemper's Kemper's mask gets knocked off, and and so the NHL rule states that if a goalie's helmet gets knocked off, the referees will will referees can't they won't blow the whistle if if a scoring chance immediately happens like right after if it's like a bang bang mask comes off but they're in the middle of a scoring chance, the play state keeps going. Which is exactly what it was. Yeah. So, so, so that's why there was no whistle there or anything there. So, Sorelli score, scores early on. The, I mean, the Lightning outshot the Az in the first period. And we were kind of sitting there, like, kind of puzzled. Yeah. Because I, you, you just look at the numbers for, 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 for that. You know, for that first period, j- just just the raw numbers. You know, the, the shots, and you're like, well, well, okay, yeah. The Lightning, are, they're up one nothing. Oh, man, that's are fortunate that it's only one nothing. But man, the it, the time of possession was like it, it was in favor of 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 the Avalanche, and like the Avalanche had the puck. Yeah, it's like like that is- entire first period. The Avalanche had the puck. ESPN did a really nice job and I, I haven't always been a big, big fan of their broadcast, but they, in addition to showing the shots, they did consistently and they've done it for the most part, but I really felt like they made the conscious choice a couple of times in the game last night in the first, especially in that first period, because the, you know, at 10, at one point it was shots were 10 to, I remember that. And it, it was all Tampa according to shots, but it, in, in terms of control, it was, it was all Colorado 
And so, the, you know, it was good to see, you know, kind of this is where and, and normally I'm not a huge analytics guy and, and I don't really get analytics and hockey, but I don't know if a time on attack is even an analytic thing. But if, if you want to count it as such, fine. It's, any way you cut it, they they needed accuracy there. They needed additional stats to show what yeah. that first period really was because shots was not indicative to how that first period was played. I mean, at one point, shots were seven to one, and then it became seven. I'm not seven to two, and then it became seven to one. And like, wait, they took the shot away from them. they sure did. Yeah, I, I, and, we had a long laugh on that. And we're, we're watching it. We're watching it. And it's like, well, how did they only have one? And then like we see, like, oh. Because the lightning, everything's hit, every shot they take, it's hitting like seventeen people. Yeah, the the it, it's and they did. They showed the block shot stats a couple of times and where how how Tampa had outnumbered them. And it, it, what I did like in that first period was this was what Tampa's strategy was. Is it was basically like okay, we can't outskate these guys, so we're just gonna put up an effing wall in front of our net. And we're, we're just going, if, if they're going to score, they're going to have to, it's going to have to ricochet four times. And and that was kind of what the, their two goals were, you know, the Cagliano goal, especially was, you know, weird flutter redirection. And, yeah you know, I, I just, that's what Tampa's strategy looked like it was going to be. The problem with that was, was that Chernak gets hurt in the first period. Yeah, and that, that, played that seven like minutes. That's probably a broken leg. And, and, you know, you and I, you know, that's, that's the one thing about watching a game like that at this, you, you can't hear the commentator. So I didn't even realize that Chernak was out. Yeah. He and came then, back, he, he tried to go and then it just, it, he just couldn't. And that's, that's a really big loss for a team that's already, you know, we kind of saw in that Ranger series where Tampa looked like the fresher team because the Rangers had played like 19 games in 38 days and Tampa with the way they dispatched Florida, they looked fresher. Yeah. as that series wore on. And now we're seeing it happen to Tampa and they're dropping bodies where point didn't play and they lose where they lose. And then they lose Chernak. It just seemed like this was kind of an inevitability as this, as that game wore all wore along once it got tied in the third period, I jumped ahead, but, but that's when it, it yeah. seemed like it was really going to be a matter of minutes here. There we go. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so, you know, that first period, the lightning would outshoot the avalanche 17 to four in the first period. And it for as dominant as that, it didn't feel like it was that dominant for Tampa. No. Um, So we go in the second period, the light, the as get a power play. And I mean, this was kind of, this is, this is, this is the strategy for the, for the avalanche here. Throw the puck out the net, and hopefully, it, it bounces your way, and it goes in, because yeah. that's what happened. Um, you know, Randon shoots the throws the puts the puck on net, and it rattles around, and it goes off of McKinnon's skate as he's as he's going backwards, and it it, it gets past um, Vasilevsky, yeah. as tied up at tied up at one. And then five minutes, about five minutes later, Victor Hedman comes in on a nothing play, which just kind of throws the backhand and beats Kemper. And it, that just felt like a, like, oh, that's that, one, of those that's one you, you, you like to have back. The first Where one, it, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I mean, he gets whacked in the face. You got a lot going on. Can't blame right. the goalie on the first, on the first, on the Sorelli goal. That one, I mean, I, I get that the back, 
the backhand is is tough to uh, kind of kind of read for a goalie. But that's one you he's got to have. Yeah, if if that is a if if the fine if it ends up being a two one final score, that is going to draw like everybody in Colorado is talking about who's getting the start just because of that goal. Oh yeah, even though Kemper would have honestly played a very solid game outside of that one goal against that one particular one. Um, that would have been a major talking point if the final score is two on Tampa. Yeah. So the lightning go into the third, going to going to intermission and going to locker room two one lead feeling pretty good. Then the third, third period um, just, I mean, well, Cogliano gets the goal, but Stern gets the, throws the puck at the, takes a shot. Vasilevsky stops it. The rebound comes out. He tries to he tries to backhand it. It hits Cagliano in the pants, and then just kind of rolls in. And we got ourselves a tight hockey game, and so overtime we go, and it was absolute dominance. A dom the Avalanche dominated the overtime. Sure did. And Kemper made one. He made one hell of a save. I believe it was Hagel in overtime, which I thought well. This is it. This is a, the Avalanche are going to dominate this overtime, and the Lightning are going to get one quality chance, and they're going to win it. Which is what we've seen as Red Wing fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, the the Avs they were going to get tampered again, right? Yep, they were going to get tampered. Um, it it did not happen. Um, you know, and then Logan O'Connor gets a breakaway. And it's like, oh, who who had who picked Logan O'Connor to uh, <laughs> to, to to end this thing? And, and then Vasilevsky absolutely stonewalls him. Um, and you know, Bo, Bo and Byram hit the crossbar. Yeah, on a, play, <laughs> on, on, which, on a mad scramble with Rian Ruda trying to make the save with his back to the. Yeah, play. I mean, I, it looked like it. I thought. I'm watching, like, oh, the game's over here. Hit the crossbar, and I'm like, you know, how many more chances are the Avs going to get before before they lose this game? Yeah. Because, that you know, that's just kind of what we've seen. And, and really, in this two-year run for the Lightning, where, I mean, they haven't really been dominated a lot, but they've had stretches where it's like, it looks like the other team is going to, it looks like they're going to lose, and then, oh, no, no, and they won. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, and now, <laughs> so Nazem Kadri. He comes in all alone. He 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 was like Spider Man. He repelled from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and, I like that. And, and skates right in. He, he only takes his second shot of the game, and it go just a beautiful shot. Which I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, that's in. And then I'm like, and then no one did anything. I was like, did Vasilevsky stop that? And in my head, I'm thinking, Vasilevsky stop that. The Lightning, they're going to go down the ice and score on the next shift. Yeah. And nah. this game is going to be tied at two. Yeah. Because it's 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 not in the cards. So, yeah. Because he made a hell of a move, and I thought that there is no way in hell Vasilevsky's making that save. Turns out he did not. Yep. It, 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 it landed. It got lodged at the top of the net. Yeah, I, I'll give the the referee a, a bit of a pass because you're you're looking for everyone's looking a, down. That and yeah, you're yeah. you're far more concerned. What's more important is the the pointing of a goal is secondary. You want to make sure that if there was a major slash, that you get that call. That if there's a hook, 
If there's a high stick, you want to make sure that on that rush, if there's a penalty, you make that call. So that's yeah. why he's watching the play and missing the puck going into the net because uh, Sean McDonough kind of in the aftermath of that game was kind of taking shots at him. Like, I didn't really think that that was that big of a deal that the referee lost out of the puck. I mean, there's going to be enough guys on the ice that's going to find it and tell you it's in the net. Well, the first player to, to point out the puck was in the net was Byram because and he came, he came and skated from the point was like pointy because 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 yeah. you see, I, I think it was I think it was Rantanen. He came in like right after the shot and was like in the crease digging for the puck and everybody's digging for the puck there. Well, like even, even Kadri even just kind of skated off was like, ah, man, like his, his stick was on his knees and head down and Byron skated over. He's like, no, it's right there. There's the puck. It's right there. It's right there. Even um, actually you see Stamco stayed in, skate into the picture and you see him slump. Like, so Stamco saw it up there too. <laughs> and, and, and also, so there, there's a replay where you can see there's two avalanche fans sitting in like the corner and they saw it, and they re- they they jump up, and they're reacting. Oh, was that? I didn't. So, I didn't yeah. get that. So so that that so yeah that that was one of one of the replays I saw. Um, but so here and so now here's the controversy. Um, there was a feeling that Nathan McKinnon didn't get off the ice, and it should have been too many men on the ice. Now. <sighs> I saw, like, I saw the play at whatever and everything, and I saw the stills that are on the that that floating around. One of the, one of the stills I saw floating around on the interwebs. It's like it has all the Avalanche players. They're like, see, there's six, there's six guys on the ice. Like McKinnon's like basically almost on the bench. Yeah. But then I look, I'm like, well, there's two Lightning players like on the like by the bench, the same spot, like kind of doing the same thing, same thing McKinnon's doing. So the Lightning had seven players on the ice. Well, the yeah, ass had yeah. six. All right. So, and, and, and also like a play like that where, I mean, nine times out of 10, that's not getting called too many, too many men on the ice. And, 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 you know, another kind of indictment as to why it's not probably not too many. The other benches are so quick to see that and call it too. Yeah, and Tampa was making no note of it. Now, granted, they had just played a minute and a half shift in their defensive end. Right. Yeah. And all the credit in the world for Kemper to, to make the decision to play that puck up. Right. Yeah. And even though he didn't play it far, and it looked like he actually kind of fanned on it, he got it up enough to not allow Tampa to get fresh defensively, while Kadri's coming in for, is coming in fresh up that right wing side. So that was a really smart play by Kemper. And and you're right, Byram is the one that's jumping up and down in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um now now so 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 now all the lightning fans they're like, oh I shouldn't account it, shouldn't account it. And so it's funny because I saw a bunch of Islander fans immediately chime in and say, Well, Yanni Gord's goal in, in game seven, there are too many men in the ice on that one. And, that, and so karma's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, and that I mean, if you really listen, if you really felt that way, as we've learned in these playoffs, now wouldn't that be a? Couldn't they potentially challenge that for continuation? Because there was the continuation call. Um, it wasn't an offside. What play was it? Where it was like, well, because it, it the continuation of the play was a result of this offense. Was it, a, was it a high stick or an in the zone or the oh, net netting? I can't do, do, do you even, but do you ha, kind of like, 
anything you don't even remember what I'm talking about oh. here, huh? Nothing. Oh. Okay. I, I I just remember there being them talking, literally talking about the continuation of the play, which if this was really too many men and they really thought it was, everybody went to left the ice right away. They might have actually tried to challenge it or had that conversation. They didn't. Tampa well, you can't. Well, you can't challenge too many. You can't challenge too many men on the ice. It's a judgment call. <laughs> Right, but it was something with the with, with this continuation. I I don't know. I yeah. I, maybe. Well, yeah, no. The two minute amount of ice. It's a it, it's either if it's one of those things. If it doesn't get called right then and there, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, the one okay. thing I the one thing I would I I would kind of w- wonder about is was McKinnon offside from where he was changing? Did he get Did he get onside? Because yeah, maybe right. they they could have maybe challenged that. You know, challenged for offsides. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no reason not to because that two minute penalty is probably not going to hurt you if, if the game. Well, over. no, it's not going to hurt you because if it doesn't count, the game's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly what I just said. And then, but if it doesn't, then you know you're you, they're going to score anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Darcy Kemper makes a little, made a little bit of history. He's the first goalie ever to get an assist on an overtime game winning goal in the Stanley Cup final. Well, look at that. Put him in a hall. Put him in a hall. <laughs> well, listen, I all, all all the credit in the world to to him for hanging in there after giving up that goal, and then the the, the backhand. Well. I mean, he played pretty well. Like I said, that that backhand goal is all that they can talk about in Colorado today if they lose, but they didn't lose. So he, you can now shake your head at him saying, "Yep, good game. He played a very, very, very good game." Yeah. So the Colorado Avalanche now one win away from the from uh, winning the Stanley Cup, which would be the third in franchise history, on their last coming twenty one years ago when they beat the New Jersey Devils in seven games. Um, their first coming in nineteen ninety six when they swept the Florida Panthers. So the Avs, the Stanley Cup will be in a building tomorrow night. The Avalanche look to clinch on home ice. They they won it on home ice two thousand one. They won on the road in nineteen ninety six. So hey, let's see what let's see what they do. Will they mix it up? Will it, will they win it at home or they win another Stanley Cup in Florida? Mm-hmm. So so you, it sounds like that you're not giving uh, Tampa any chance, huh? Well, I mean, I, here's, here's the thing. I, I feel like if Colorado scores, gets the first goal, good night. Um, no, and and I was that was kind of tongue in cheek because yeah. they're probably going to have to play without Chernak. I didn't I didn't see even a replay of the injury, but if you think it's a no, it was leg, no no, gonna... so I saw the replay. He turned the way he turned and blocked that shot. Like that's it's probably a broken leg. Okay, so <laughs> like, or yeah. at least a fracture or something. Like it, I don't he aim. I don't I don't think he's playing. Chernak's out, and, um, and if he does play, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Which means that they're going to have to that 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 substitution is going to be Cal Foot. After that weird sort of shot in the arm look that Sorelli had, he didn't take a yeah. face off the rest of the game. No, so you would I mean, feel like that's you're at a disadvantage there. And obviously, Braden Point is not doing well. If you know he was well enough to play in games one and two, then they don't play him in games three and four. Even if he's back in the lineup for Riley Nash. He's not going to be a very. He's not no, going to be. He's a not going to be no. And, and so I mean, and also you look. I mean, with the exception of of game of game three, the Avalanche they're not giving the Lightning anything offensively. No, they just aren't. Well, and, and 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 it's you know, I, I it, the 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 Avalanche defense, you know, they're collapsing on them. They're shutting things down, and. 
you know, it's just, and the lightning, they don't have, they don't have the skaters to skate with them, yeah. you know, and, and that, that's what it's coming down to, you know, and like, I mean, the avalanche, they're, they're the better team. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they can keep their, their main, their main grouping together. I don't know who's really can, will ever be able to skate with this Colorado team. No, I mean, they are just flying. Although, I mean, you know, it's their core isn't super hugely different than what it was the last two years where, you know, they were upset. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, it, it, it's funny how a championship team, you always, it kind of gets a feeling like, God, who's, who can beat them next year, but rosters change and, and things happen. And, and I guess if I'm already looking forward to that next year, if I'm already next year, I maybe written off Tampa too, but I, I do feel like that's a mistake. I, I'm not saying they're going to win it. If, if somebody has a, a, a fork to my nose in a dark alley, I'm picking Colorado, but I also, I, I just feel like it's a mistake if you completely write off Tampa. Oh no, I'm not completely writing them off, but I, and, I'm just, and, I'm, and I know, right. I, I think that that first goal is going to be very important because if, if you're going the three, one, I, as weird as this sounds, I'd rather be going on the road down three, one, because if I can win game five, now I'm going home to game six. Well, yeah. And, and, I, and anything can happen in game seven. Well, yeah. And, and here's the, and there's, there's no pressure, right? No pressure on the lightning anymore. Yeah. You're now through, yeah. you're supposed to lose. Yeah. You're supposed to lose now. And, All the pressure on Colorado. I mean, and, and here's the, if I'm Colorado, I, I want in this thing tomorrow night. I want to go yeah. back to Tampa. I don't want to give them any hope and I don't want to play. And also I don't want to play any more games than I have to, because you, you just as easily as, you know, Tampa's getting a freak in, you, you can get a freak injury to, to one of your main guys too. I mean, how Burakowski didn't, didn't, didn't play last night. Yep. So I they, mean, they did get to add Codry back. So that was nice. for yeah, them. But, but, you know, if you, you, you play more games than, than you need to, Things can happen, right? So yeah, no, you're 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 right about that. But the other thing was, I mean, as you mentioned, think about the three goals that beat that beat um, um, Vasilevsky. I I mean, he's he's still tuned in. He still oh, got yeah. it. He, you know, the the maybe should have been pulled when it was seven nothing. That's that's gone. The the goalie that was in Tampa that played those two games in Tampa was spot on and was that great goaltender that we expect. So, and, and, and let's face it, Kemper did, you know, the, we talked about the headman goal and ended up killing him, but then there were three, three or four of those goals in that game that he got pulled that you kind of go, wow, you know, the Stan Cole goals from a distance that, you, yeah. you know, you don't normally expect those to go in. So, you know, you still have the best goalie in the world and, and, you know, the maroon goal rolling up his back, I think was the one that was the last one he gave up. So again, I'm not picking it, but I just, you still have the best goalie in the world against a goaltender who has let in a goal or two. That's been questionable. Vasilevsky hasn't been perfect either. So I don't, I don't want to paint that picture, but um, yeah, I, I, you're right. I think first goal is going to be big because if, if Tampa can try to, to, to play a little bit more shut down and have to try to chase the game, that is going to be a huge factor um, for game five and six and seven. If, 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 if the games do go on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, you know, we shall see what happens. All right. Well, 
that's that's going to do it for us here tonight on this episode of In the Box. As uh, Real fast, you're going to tell you that it is over tomorrow? <sighs> yeah. Okay. I mean, although there's a part of me that doesn't want it to be just because I have to work and I can't. Like, oh, watch the game. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's like 100 like i kind of wanted to keep going just because i'm like well i can't watch the game and i want to okay fair enough you know i'm 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 a man that's open about his uh the things he likes. you are yeah and that, i've always respected that but just in, in terms of overall general who's the best team and this you think that colorado is the better team and they will wrap it up and, on that front yeah yeah i feel like yeah, it's i yeah. think I think Colorado puts it away. Fair enough. Yeah, without 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 a doubt, I think Colorado puts it away. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've I I haven't I've learned that when it comes down to time, when it was actually time to start rooting for them, I, I had a harder time with that than I thought I was going to. But I also think that this game, this we probably aren't going back to Tampa. Yeah. See, I I have zero problem. Yeah, zero. I, I I don't know. It's there's something you know. Well, it just it. It bothers me that I don't know. They got the, the two number one picks, two number four picks. The wings, you know, sure. Eiserman's done well with Cider and, and Raymond. I just I don't know. It just feels like we are so far away from that team, and it's just it's almost upsetting. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's like, well, what the hell? Like, but yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, remember. Here's the thing. Um, look, look, look at Colorado. People didn't think Nathan McKinnon was going to be was going to be a star. Um, I, 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 when you had me look at his scoring for the first three years of his career versus the last four, it's yeah, unbelievable the way he took off. There, 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 there are questions when they drafted Kale McCarr. Um, there, I mean, people were calling for Jared Bednar to get fired after his first year with the team. Well, that's typical hockey, you know. <laughs> so, no. so you know, it's, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. And also, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning, the other team they're playing that they won, they've won back to back cups. But you know, they were people were painting them as the new San Jose Sharks. Yeah, you know, good regular season, okay, yeah, but you nothing in the playoffs, can't win. You know, John Cooper, is he the guy to lead the team? You know, there there was talk about the Lightning trading Kucherov, you know, because this core can't get it done. Yeah, they probably made the right call by just keeping the band together. So, you know, it's it, it you know, it's it's a good it's a good thing that uh, you know, these G, these GMs decide not to listen to people who don't know what they're doing, who don't know what yeah. they're talking about, you know, outside forces. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good point. You gotta you gotta trade all these guys, or or no. <laughs> that's a very we want we want two straight Stanley Cups. We and we've gone to a third, and we st- they still have a chance to win a third. I mean, hey, I mean, you know, it's not over. It'll be and and it'll be interesting to see what's next for them. Yeah. Where do I they mean, go from here? Because I do find that to be another thing that's that's very interesting too. Now, I, I will say um, that in the history of the NHL, every single team that has won four games in a Stanley Cup final, they've all won. So, well, thank you. Oh, you well, that. <laughs> you know, no wow. team has ever lost a lost the Stanley Cup final when they've won four games. 
when they when when they've when they've when they've won four games, you know they've they've all won. So tune 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 in to us for more hard hitting facts <laughs> and, you know, and yeah. expert analysis, please. You know, so yeah, I'm just I like put that I just want to put that out there. You know, also yeah. in her in history of the Cup Finals, only one team's ever only come back from down three one to win. So I was when the Leafs did it against Detroit. They're down three zero. Now Stanley Cup Finals. You know, LA, the LA Kings and, and uh, Philadelphia Flyers have come, they come back. They come back, but in the first round, so they come back for three zero leads. But yeah, no one's ever done a Stanley Cup final. So hey, who knows? It could happen here. Now the Edmonton nope. Oilers, interestingly enough, two thousand six Oilers fell behind three one to Carolina, and they pushed it to seven. And that's as close as it's been, huh? Yeah. Interesting. So well, I. I mean, normally this Lightning team would be one that I'd pick, but again, no Chernak, no point. You got three got you got, and you played now the more hockey than Colorado, who's yeah. only hasn't they haven't played twenty games yet in the postseason. I mean, I mean, I mean, gosh, I mean, they're they're thirteen, they're they're what fifteen and three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I I seriously, they, 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 haven't they played, played three games yet. over the 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 minimum. Yeah. And, and and Tampa's had a what a seven game series a sweep two seven game series and a sweep no just one seven sweeps seven seven four oh, six six yep yeah. seven, seven it, two, it six. felt like it was seven yeah <laughs> but yeah all right so we'll be back next week um, either way we're gonna be talking about next time we're on we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a Stanley Cup champion perfect so whether whether that be Monday. And we're talking about this series in and Friday night or Sunday night, rooting for Sunday night because I'm the 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 wife and kids are going out of town and I'm gonna have the house to myself. So I would what love you? I would love to be able to sit down and watch a hockey game by myself. Oh in my in the comfort of my own home. Like just nice. get, Good on get, you. get get myself a, a, a nice pizza and and some wings and a side salad. And not. just live my and just live life and enjoy it and wa- and watch and watch some Santa Cup watch Santa Cup game. I, I I can just see you putting the salad on the pizza just just to just to pile it on. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm not rooting. Wait, wait, for, put I'm the not salad on the pizza, then get another slice of pizza, put it on top of it. Yeah, salad sandwich. It's a sandwich. It's the only way to eat it. It's a sandwich. I'm I'm now rooting for Tampa even more so just to <laughs> just just so that you can get your game six stream. Yeah, I just yeah, I just want it, but yeah, but I but like I said, either way, we'll either we'll either be on Monday, we'll either record it this Monday, and you can hear it Tuesday, or we're gonna record it Wednesday, and you can hear it Thursday. There you go. Yeah, I'll get it done. All right, with that, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas, and we are out.